The views and opinions expressed in the Hide and Seek podcast are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views, positions, or opinions of the host or contributors. Hey everyone, this is Sarah. Most of you know me from the Hide and Seek podcast discussion group on Facebook. Do you enjoy the Hide and Seek podcast? Would you like to show your support? Head over to Apple iTunes, leave us a five-star review, and follow us so you never miss an episode. You can interact with us as well as share your thoughts, ideas, and theories on this season's episodes by joining the Hide and Seek Podcast Discussion Group. Find us by searching Hide and Seek Podcast Discussion Group on Facebook. The following podcast may contain strong language and is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Sweet dreams are made of this. 24-Hour News Dave's Brady Gillum went to Sturgis tonight to speak with the missing woman's mother about what may have happened to her daughter. I can tell you where she most likely is. I hadn't seen anybody that I felt comfortable saying anything to until today. The stories they tell are pretty fu- They're pretty freaking gruesome. I kept all the text messages, Facebook messages, the messages between me and Brittany. I have all of them. I have everything. I told him, I said, I'll kill all them motherfuckers. And I was going to have my people fucking take care of it. I'll just say Brittany's name out of nowhere just to see what somebody says. Because this little town around here would be hard to hide something like that. Because eventually everything comes out. To me, some days I don't believe anything happened to her. I think she just left. This is Hide and Seek, Season 3. I'm your host, James Basinger. If you're sensitive to the topic of sexual assault, please fast forward through this segment. Hey guys. In the last episode, we did a deep dive recap of Valerie and Jessica's interviews. We heard from Kristen, who bravely shared her story of an incident of sexual assault that took place at the home of Carl Kelly. Kristen told us she didn't remember the incident, but woke up in a closet with a man named Brandon. She described the state she found herself in and the feelings she had after. I want to be clear about why Kristen shared her story. Her intent behind sharing this personal and traumatic event was to make people aware of the things that are taking place in the community she hoped it could help us with Brittany's case. After all, we heard about Carl's and his house of horrors from Keener, Cage, and Ashley. Lastly, it was evident to me that Kristen hoped the sharing of this event may save others from experiencing the same thing. I checked in with Kristen before this episode aired to make sure one more time that this is what she wanted to do. She confidently confirmed 
We appreciate your bravery, Kristen. I leave the meeting with Dale and Kristen. Shout out to Wins, etc. And the waiter for being patient with us. We're walking to the car. I see a text from Kim. She says, Hey, I'm so sorry. I quickly respond, hoping to keep her attention, and I ask her, What happened? No response. I wait a few minutes to see if she responds and then send another text. But this time, I just get right to the point. Kim, I'm only here for two more days and I really need to speak with you. Please. Ethan and I start back to the house. I update him on the plan for tomorrow so he can be prepared. I'm still hoping Ashley will show up for an interview at 8 a.m. After we complete that interview, I'll ask Ashley if she's willing to take a polygraph test. Let's see if her bark is as big as her bite. Right now, I feel this approach is best suited for the situation, and I'll explain why. In the first two and a half hours, I'll ask Ashley about the key inaccuracies Sarah and I discovered over the last several months. Assuming Ashley clears the air and is able to address my concerns, I can't imagine any pushback from her about taking a polygraph. After all, Ashley has said several times that she's okay with being looked at. And in Ashley's opinion, Jessica has knowledge of what happened to Brittany. So if Jessica's willing to sit in the hot seat, why wouldn't Ashley? We've arranged for the polygrapher to come at 10.30. The polygraph can take between 90 minutes and 2 hours. That means Jessica would be set for the polygraph around 1. I made sure to explain to Jessica if Ashley doesn't want to take the polygraph, then she needs to be ready on standby. That includes Ashley not showing up at all. I brief Ethan on the concerns Mike voiced with me last night. He has concerns about the weather. That means I have concerns about the weather. I'm keeping my fingers crossed that Mother Nature will be on our side. But we all know how unpredictable the weather can be, especially at this time of year. The schedule for the day is tight, but I definitely don't want to lose the GPR. This is something that needs to be done once and for all. Ethan and I are unpacking and making a plan for tomorrow. It's Ashley. She's responding to my text when I asked what time she was available. What time are you thinking? I'm thinking the earlier the better, because I'll have to be back around three. Well, how early are you thinking? Whatever works, I suppose. 8 a.m.? I'm still very concerned about the way you're going about things, though. Just being honest. Because you claim you're being thorough, but barely even speak to me anymore. And I'm the one with the information that the one you are working closely with now doesn't want out. Have you created enough of a picture yet to see that a specific group of people had been named for some reason, myself included? Only I've done the stories no favor since they can't seem to find anywhere to put me that makes any sense like they have everyone else. 
Or have you been able to see and understand how everything seems to keep coming back to something to do with heroin? And have you realized yet that the information I hold doesn't come from rumors, but rather from my own experience as I was living this with Brittany while she was here and still living it and being around these people firsthand after she was gone. Firsthand knowledge along with Jessica's own words and messages she thought would never be seen by anyone. Voicemail messages she thought would never be heard. And the one single most damning thing, in my opinion, would be the fact of how much money this grieving mother of a missing woman has made off her own daughter's disappearance and used for drugs and casinos and such and getting her damnedest to stop silent and discredit the one single person doing the most and risking the most to actually find her daughter. Ash, I hear your concerns. I would like to address them in person. You know why I'm here and my intentions. You know I'm here for Brit. We're doing this for her. I feel like a convo between the two of us, privately, nothing on record or video, would be beneficial and clear the air. Does tomorrow at 8 work? Let's hope so, because you seemed like a godsend, so the fact that I'm second-guessing you really sucks. Like, I can't possibly be wrong about everyone I've trusted, can I? That's kind of what's going through my head. Also, you might as well scratch Eric Shank off your list for good. That's just that. It's not going to ever happen. I already talked to his girlfriend. The post Jessica made has made it into my inbox twice now. They're all on high alert and absolutely refuse to have anything to do with this now. Ashley, I can assure you that I'm here for all the right reasons. Please trust me. I know you have your feelings and concerns about me and my approach thus far. I'll happily address all of them tomorrow. I sent Ashley my address. I have no way to get there. My Jeep was stolen. Can I come pick you up tonight? Negative. I have a life now, or trying to, anyway, best I can. Well, I'm just trying to help. You said you didn't have wheels. Are you going to be able to come? Not if you can't come get me. I can. I can come get you tonight. You can take a room at the place we're staying. Or I can come get you in the morning. Which do you prefer? In the morning. Send me your address. Radio silence. Yeah, I had a feeling you were going to do that. Ashley's messages seem like she's backing out. I flew all the way here with a videographer. Now isn't the time for her to waver in her commitment to her friend. I go to bed with a plan, but I'm uneasy. It's like the feeling you have the night before you start a new job. I'm nervous I'll oversleep. I'm anxious that my alarm won't go off. Everything that can go wrong is running through my mind while I'm laying in bed. I set my alarm for 5 a.m., 5.30, 6, 6.30, 7. I've sent Ashley my address, but I have a feeling Ashley may send her live location at some odd hour. I finally fall asleep after 1. My alarm goes off at 5. I check my phone. Nothing. Second alarm. 5.30. No word from Ashley. Third alarm goes off at 6. And there's no communication. But I can't take the anticipation. 
so I give in and get up. I make coffee. I walk around the house. I shower. I go outside. I pace around the living room. I look at my phone more times than I can count. It's 7 a.m. now. The sun is up, and I wait. 7.20, and I hear my phone go off. It's Ashley. She sends her live location. Hmm. I'm impressed, Ashley. She's late, and she's 45 minutes away with no car, but she still came through. She has to be back by 3, she said, but can stretch it if necessary. It's going to take me a little to get there. Can I text you when I'm on my way? I have to get the car charged up. Yeah. You have to be back by three? I don't know. I might be able to stretch it. Why? Because it's 45 minutes away. I have a guy at three today I need to meet with at Don's property. Who's that? Who's the guy? Yeah. You don't know him. He's helping me. Oh, okay. So just take me back before you go there. It's a half hour drive. Okay. I'm just not feeling it. Kind of feel like it's all irrelevant anymore as far as I'm concerned. If you were really trying to end this, you wouldn't be fucking around with bullshit that's only wasting time. But it's creating a story, so I do get it. Facts of life. Not bashing, but I'm not dumb or naive either. (laughs) So, don't come? I'm not saying I won't meet with you. It's up to you, I guess. I was invaluable when you began. Now I'm expendable. You're running off rumors and chasing stories rather than getting to the bottom of things. What am I left to think of you and what you're doing anymore? I just need to know either way, so I can get ready if needed. Ashley, I'm getting things done, not chasing stories or rumors. If you think me giving Jessica a polygraph today is chasing stories... That's your opinion and you're entitled to it. I'm not playing games. I came here to find answers. You want to help and support that? Awesome. If not, okay. But you make that decision. Do you want to do this? I need to know so I can make changes to today's schedule. I want my friend found. That's what I want. I don't want bells and whistles surrounding it. I don't want entertainment made of it. There's threats of John trying to come back on scene. People whose lives are already upended by this that have nothing to do with it are being brought up again. People come to me with these things. There's a reason for that. That reason is because I've more than proven my intentions, my stance, my abilities, my knowledge, and my willingness to do whatever it takes to not only get answers, but also clear up bullshit and remove people that don't belong in the narrative. Like I said... I just need to know if I'm getting dressed again, and if so, when, because I'm laying back down. Are you doing the polygraph with an independent person or the police? Are they going to be able to tell if she's trying to fake it or anything? Are you going to share with me? See, going into this, you made me believe we were going to be working together. I told you my biggest concern was someone getting me to tell them everything, then leaving me in the dust. I've not only earned my right to be involved the whole way through, but I deserve it as well with all the progress I've made happen when everyone tried so hard to make it disappear. And right up until you left, we were more or less partners in this. Now and ever since your departure, 
I've been reduced to nothing, more than another name on your list of people that are expendable and certainly not part of what you've got going on. So am I getting dressed? Am I not? Am I working this with you? Or am I just another contact at this point like everyone else? Do you want to be part of this? Of what I'm doing? My investigation? Your investigation wouldn't be anywhere near where it is if it weren't for me. I guess I thought it was our investigation, the way you made things sound when we first talked. You're the first person I've ever agreed to work with because I was always afraid of this very thing happening. I keep you in the loop every step of the way, but the reverse isn't true. If you want to know everything I know, come over. Come get me. I was just sitting here thinking, you just asked me if I want to be part of your investigation. Have you asked yourself, though, if you want to be part of mine? You need me just as much, if not a little more, than I need you. I think we need each other. You need the information locked in my head, and I need your resources. And Brett needs them both. So what's up? Give me a call. Ashley sends me her cell phone number. I just need this over. I need my life back, James. I can't live until this is over, and I'm sick of just surviving every fucking day and defending the truth around every corner. Considering how things are going with Ashley dragging her feet, I pull the plug on her interview and move on to Jessica. Don't get me wrong, I still want to interview her, but she's 45 minutes away with no vehicle. This means the worst case scenario is that Jessica is the only one that will be taking a polygraph today. I text Jessica and tell her it's go time. No response. I make multiple attempts to contact Jessica via text and phone. What the hell's going on? She said she would be on standby. She was so eager to do this. In between calls, texts, and Facebook messages, Mike, the GPR guy, calls me. This is James. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Good, good. Got your message. Thanks for getting in touch with me. Um, what time would you, if you, if we, if we were going to do it today, what time do you, do you recommend or would we start? I would say like one o'clock. Okay. If that's possible. Yeah, you know that, that works. I will. Okay. I I will make it work. Let me reach out to. They're the owners of the property and just let them know. reach out to Sarah. She's been the main contact with the property owners. I ask her to facilitate the time change of the GPR with the property owners. Hey, can you reach back out to the GPR guy just contacted me said contacted and said that they 40% chance of rain and that they're going to um, 
need to do it earlier if we're going to do it today. So they have to go back to one o'clock. Still waiting on Jessica to answer for the polygraphs because she's kind of ghosting me now. So that would help. So I'm trying to get in contact with her. So if you can reach out, let me know. I appreciate it. Thanks. so confident I mean she's been she's the one who's been like get up here so I can do the damn thing the overconfidence to you just so maybe back off would be my guess if she hadn't shown up in this polygraph exam she's got something to hide so yeah I mean that's my thought well, why wouldn't you show up unless she's got some good excuse being in the hospital or something like that but, but typically that's what I have if they don't show up in the, in, in the time that they've not shown up, have you seen it through to see them, uh, those individuals to be able to, like, for you say, like, they're hiding something. Have you seen them fail? Yeah. Yeah, because we did that, like I was telling you, this, I can't think of that girl's name down in Cincinnati. Um, we did a ton of polygraphs down there, and, and the ones that had the problem canceled, put off showed up late when they finally came in, didn't cooperate when they were there, or they drugged themselves up, and you could tell when they got there, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, you know, like I said, unless she has a good excuse. We just talked last night, like we just... Yeah. We had no reason to think that she was gonna flake on us. I did a test. Oh, it's been six years in Indianapolis. I was actually going to the guy's house. He was accused of raping his daughter. 13-year-old daughter. I show up there that morning to do the test. He'd shot himself in the back shed. Indianapolis police was there. I mean, it was the head crime scene taped off everything. Yeah. Because he knew he was going to get caught. So, I mean, it's a surprise me. And just like this, I mean, if mom had something to do with her disappearance, she's going to convince you you know, I, I would look at it as you being an investigator. Right, right. She's going to convince you that she had nothing to do with it. I'll, I'll cooperate. I'll take the test. Deep down inside, she knows she did something. She knows she's not going to make it through this. So, you know, what do you do? Start ignoring calls. Not show up on time for the test. Kill yourself, you know? Yeah. 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 I'm just, I'm, I'm completely shocked that Jessica's not here right now. Because she's done everything to prove like her cooperation willingness and there's this friend who is the second one that we'll possibly be, will be doing who so the second one she agreed to do it the second one she has not agreed to do it she's one of them having a hard time to get to hear she was supposed to be the issue like she was gonna be the challenge right mom was supposed to be the guarantee so why she's doing this I have no idea <clears throat> Anybody else warm in here? Are you guys good? I'm fine. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thanks for getting some fresh air for a second. <clears throat> you want some water? You need something? A coffee? Okay. Water with okay. The pressure is mounting up. Things feel like they're piling up. 
and it doesn't seem like anything is going the way I planned. This is why I say plans are useless, but planning is everything. Ashley is still wishy-washy and doesn't know if she wants to interview. And on top of that, she has no wheels. Jessica is a no-call, no-show as of now, and I had the polygrapher sitting in the house, waiting. And we've had to move the GPR back. So now, we're really in a time crunch. In stressful moments, behave like a duck. Keep calm and unruffled on the surface, but keep paddling like a madman underneath. While I'm getting some fresh air, I send Jessica a video. Okay, so I need to, I need to hear from you. Um, the guy's here, and uh, I'm big. I'm pleading with you. I'm begging you, please, to contact me because it's not like it's not going to look good. So please let me know what's going on. I'm, I'm hope that you're safe. I hope that nothing. I hope nothing happened. That you're fine and everything's good. Um, so please, like, can you please get back up? Get, get in touch with me. Um, I need to need to know what's going on. a lot of it, you know, what I see a lot of it is when they get put against the wall 
and and you approach them with that, and they're still going to have to have contact with you, maybe in, in late, like your case, in the investigation. They commit to it, and then what are they going to say? They can't yeah. come back to you and say, "Well, oh, I'm not taking that." Then you then your radar's up. You see what I'm saying? Who knows if she's going to show up? You know what I mean? Yeah. She may say, oh, well, I got to think about it. I'm not going to do it now. Same principle if you cheat on your wife and she says, okay, prove it to me. I want you to take a polygraph exam. Well, first thing that's going to be out of your mouth, sure. absolutely, I'm going to do that for you. Time comes. No, no problem. Hoping that everything yeah, you brushed yeah. off, yeah. you know, and then it comes, you're going, oh, shit, what am I going to do now? Yeah. You know, you're sitting there, you're thinking, what can I, how can I get through this? And yeah. That's yeah. the end of what happens, so. Yeah. All the time. Oh, I'm 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 ready to hear the results in this one. Shortly after, I hear from Ashley. Ashley sends me her cell phone number. But before I call, I decide to dive into a quick interview with Brad. I've been a polygraph examiner for 20 years. Had a PI commission in Ohio for a lot of years. I run a national website, which is polygraphguy.com. We do exams in New York, Ohio, Indiana, Pennsylvania, Indiana, yeah, Indiana, Tennessee, Kentucky, you name it. Okay. Um, as you see the maps we got up on the site and pricing when you went in and did the deposit and so forth. So yeah, been doing that for the last 20 years. Before that, I was a special victims detective at Logan County Sheriff's Office. We handled child sexual abuse rape crimes against children. I did that for 13 years. 13 and then? County Sheriff's Office, and then I went to Delaware County Sheriff's Office, which is down by Franklin County. And you've been doing this for 20 years then, for polygraph. How many, I mean, if rough rough estimate, how many do you think you've done over the course of your career? All over 10,000. 10,000? Yes. So you're seasoned. I'm seasoned, (laughs) Okay. I do testing for, or sex offender testing for various states. Uh Uh-huh. Like, for example, Franklin County in Columbus, I, I do all their sex offenders. They go through a sex offender program where they got to be tested, you know, once a year, twice a year, whatever, you know, the probation officer or the therapist deems necessary. I did sex offending testing for federal probation, ran exams on, on homicide suspects. Yeah. Polygraphs are a tool. Polygraphs are not admissible in court. That's what I've been told. That's what they say. They, they, they're commonly used in court, though, more than they have years past. I mean, it's been around for 100 years. So, yeah, in the beginning, I'm sure they probably didn't allow it in the court. There's, there's different rules that doesn't allow, in the certain cases, doesn't allow in court. You know, there's stipulation tests. And what I mean by stipulation tests, let's say, for example, this woman was uh, um, arrested for this crime. Mm-hmm. And the court ordered a stipulation test, meaning what she would she agrees to take the polygraph exam. If she passes it, they drop the charges. If she fails it, then she agrees that they can use that against her, and you know when they proceed to trial on her. So that there's one way to get into court. All the probation exams they go through court. So like say somebody violates on a probation violation, sex offender violates, whether it's looking at pornography, having sexual contact with a child, then they use that to, to convict him of that crime in addition to what he's already been convicted of. In, in your experience, you said usually if someone doesn't show up when they said they were going to show up, that's right. not a good look. That's not a good look. I mean, do you feel like you usually get a yes, you got they're, they're showing signs of deception, or is it a hard, there's no signs, and then there's that even ground where you're not able to get. I very rarely have an inconclusive test. Really? I can't think of the last time one that I had. That To me, that's a cop-out by an examiner to just 
not give an opinion. Really? So I, you know, you can run more charts. You know, the first thing that, that, like I was talking about, the antipolygraph.org, they teach be their best friend, you know, examiner's best friend. Well, you like somebody, it's hard, you know, you're sitting there going, man, this guy couldn't have done it. But you still get the charts, but, you know, you still may take into account the yeah. friendliness and yeah. everything else. Yeah. Or woman. Yeah. How many have you had where you read that they show signs of, signs of deception or that they were lying, but they actually weren't guilty? Have you ran into many of those? I've never had anything brought back to me that, that said, here's how we can prove he didn't do this. Now, do I have a lot of people get up and say that? Of course. Yeah. I didn't do this. this your, your test is wrong. Yeah. Okay, here's, I got, a, I got an examiner friend in Virginia Beach. He's probably got as much experience as I do. And we've talked about this a lot. You know, it's, it's one of these deals that, what you going to do? You know, what are you going to say? Yeah. Fail the test. You got to say something. Yeah. But here's, here's what we always said. I've done this 20 years. He's done it maybe 22 years. I said, have you ever been sued, Dave? He said, no, I've never been sued. Have you been sued, Brent? No, I haven't been sued. If you tested me and told me I was cheating on my wife and it was wrong, and I lose my wife because of it, I'm going to sue your ass. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, I think you're going to find that, you know, there's that's rare, very okay. rare. For anybody to question the results of this, given your background, who you have the relationships in, in, in your professional career, you're not new to the block. You've been here yeah. for quite a while. Yeah, so it's just for anybody to say, well, he's independent versus no, law enforcement doesn't no, make no, a we're, difference. We're, we're trained right? the same. Yeah. Well, you know, we're, we're trained the same. I've done law enforcement exams. I do exams for law enforcement because they don't have a local examiner or one on, that's on staff in yeah. their department. So, you know, I, there's, there's several different departments I do criminal polygraphs for. Okay. Same issue. So, I mean, no, we're trained the same. There's no difference in training. I mean... Yeah, there's a difference in the school you went to and stuff like that. Maybe some's a little sure. longer, better, but that's in any profession. Brad shared with me his history of polygraph testing, his training, and his history with law enforcement. He also shared with me that several law enforcement agencies around this area of the country use him as their polygrapher. This told me a lot about his level of professionalism and experience. Thanks again, Sarah, for working to find a polygrapher with such great credentials. As my interview with Brad wraps up, I'm still waiting on Jessica. I keep checking messenger, phone, voicemail, nothing. Is she lost? Did I give her the wrong address? Did she ditch me? I don't know what to think. This is one of the most tense waiting games I've ever experienced. I shift my attention back to Ashley. I ask Ashley to call me. She sends me her phone number and I call. While I'm doing this, Ethan is continually checking the road in front of the house to see if he can spot Jessica. He hears me speaking with Ashley and grabs his camera to start recording. For context, I just shared with Ashley some of my concerns about Eric S. and his whereabouts the night Brittany disappeared. She immediately starts talking about Pocket and the day he was arrested. She claims to have a mugshot of Pocket being arrested on November 28th rather than the 29th. 
As I'm mid-conversation with Ashley, I get an incoming call. It's Jessica. I quickly signal to Ethan to head outside and greet Jessica. He takes off out the door and leaves the camera behind to continue recording. Okay, well, we're going to back check again and say no, it was the day before. You're right. I mean, that's it. But we could. She's fucking shit. Okay, so, I mean, the, 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 the mugshot of him being on the 20th shows, shows the day of the 28th, I looked it up, got the background report on him. It was 29. You know that, I know that, but what does that have to do with Eric? Okay, well, that was the whole point. I have you... to look at my messages. Okay. I have Pockets Messenger, because he messaged Eric as well. I checked dates. That only came up because Brittany messaged me the day after he went to jail. The morning after. That would have been the 30th. Yes. The morning of the 30th. Ethan comes back inside the house. The look on his face tells me something is wrong. Jessica isn't here. I really want to continue my conversation with Ashley, but I have to hit pause and figure out what's going on. Give me one second. And I remember being upset about huh? Are you in the car? Yeah, that's my car. Why did you somebody was here? Oh, yeah, I wasn't sure. Give me a second. I run outside and start looking up and down the road for Jessica. Brad's words from our conversation come flooding into my head. Did Jessica convince me she was willing to take the polygraph, but just didn't expect me to call her bluff? I jog down the driveway, trying to get a better view of the long road. It's wet, and it's muddy. There's patches of black ice. I'm trying to tread carefully, but I'm slipping and sliding all over the road. I'm calling Jessica and crossing my fingers that she answers. After calling several times, she finally answers. False alarm. My worrying was premature. She just needed better directions. She's here. Car in the driveway. And I can breathe for a minute. I tell her I have to make a phone call and send her into the house. I need to call Ashley back. I explained to Ashley that I want to continue our talk and get on the same page. If you recall, part of Ashley's reasoning for not wanting to interview this time around was because, according to her... I was chasing rumors and theories. So I tell Ashley, if you think I'm just here chasing random stories and rumors, you're wrong. I have Jessica sitting in my living room, about to take a polygraph. Then I tell her, we're doing a GPR scan at Dawn's house today also. Her response? Crickets. I could have gotten more of a reaction from her if I told her that her shoelaces were untied. I'm sincerely shocked. She's always been so adamant that I look into Jessica. Well, I'm about to strap her to a polygraph machine, and all I get is, okay. Ashley wanted Dawn's house to be checked. Ashley has maintained that Jessica knows what happened to her daughter. She's mentioned Dawn's house many times. So why isn't this music to her ears? Kind of disappointed in her response. I was confident these big moves would show Ashley that we're willing to go the extra mile and follow up on some of the leads that she was so eager to follow. Ashley told me at the beginning of this journey that all the small voices fighting for Brittany just needed one big voice to come in and get things done. 
someone with resources and time. Well, here we are. Sarah and I have worked hard to get these leads followed up on, but they no longer seem important to Ashley, and I'm not sure what to think. While I'm on the phone, Jessica made her way inside, and as always, Ethan was prepared to record the moment she walks in. <laughs> Hi. How you doing? I'm alright. Sorry, buddy. Have fun. If you're all set up, I'll get this started. Okay, you're gonna sit right there. Try to suggest it. And whenever you get this up, sure, you, know, yeah. you guys can go. Had to go this morning, Ethan, with Ashley. She didn't come. She didn't? I'm serious. I'll just wait for you guys to get set up and go wherever you want to go. And I'm so sorry, James. Uh, I totally overslept. You? Like, get your shit together. I know. I'm so sorry. I'm so tired. <laughs> I was like, well, anyways, and I was like, but how I got to. Uh, first of all, I'm happy you're not fucking in the side of the road somewhere in the yeah. hospital. No, I'm good. I'm just tired. Yeah. Okay. Um, obviously, guys, have met. Right. Um, I'm uh, we're gonna step away until it's done, and we're gonna be. Uh, actually, you know what? I might. Just take off. Need to leave, actually, okay. to go to Don Hill's property. Hey, listen, this morning, I want to have I told you to check her out. It's time to check her out. Are you coming back after that? What I, yeah, that I would like to. to, to you, you want to be, you're going to be here for this, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go. We'll sit back. And Daryl. Talk about it when. Okay. Yeah. Let me get my shoes on. All right. Jessica comes into the kitchen where the polygrapher is set up. She removes her jacket, pulls her hair behind her shoulders, and sits at the end of the table with her legs crossed, facing the examiner. Her focus is on giving me another lead, rather than focusing on the polygraph test she's about to take. Have you ever had a polygraph test before? No? You nervous? Uh, no. No? You good? What's that? You good? Oh, teach you. Ashley didn't show, huh? That's what I was talking So, so when I was like, we were going back and forth, and I said, you don't think I'm doing shit. Why is Jessica taking a polygraph this morning? So when you weren't fucking answering, I was like, you're like, oh shit. You're gonna fucking make me look dumb. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you're, uh, but, okay. Hey, we're ready. You good? Oh, we're good. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be in touch. Yes, be careful. Ethan and I gather up our stuff and head out the door to get to Don Hales by one to meet with Mike. While we're on our way to Don's, I call Ashley back to see if we can come to an agreement and get this interview done. Uh, uh, characters involved. And if I'm gonna be able to do this from a, a, a educated, you know, uh, a good understanding of the case and the individuals involved, like it's gonna take me some time to catch up to where you are. And along that process, there might be things that you don't know or you're aware of or that you were informed of that maybe I'm hearing. So I gotta then cross check it with other stuff I have. Like there's so much that goes into this. Like you got, like I, I just hope that you really know, like I'm not here to, enemies with anybody like I'm here to figure out the truth but if, if that ruffles some feathers and makes some people upset then so be it for the sake of finding out what happened 
can we agree on that? Like, can we understand that? Of course we can agree on that. That's what, that's all it's been okay. for four years. That's when you get results is when you make people uncomfortable. Okay. So the one person that you've had, you've, you've had a very strong opinion about that you feel like, Hey, there could be something here. And you feel like, hey, I don't think she was responsible. I don't think that she was there the night. I don't think she was the guy that they're, they're, they're obviously at grandma's house. But you think that she has something to do with it. Hey, I think that voicemail on her voicemail sounds just as, that's sus. Like the fucking night that she goes missing, this guy leaves a voicemail saying, you're not going to like my next move. Like, Not only the night, James, that was less than five minutes after she was last ever seen. I understand that. Five it, minutes. I understand. That's the night of. That's five minutes before she went missing. I understand that. And she has visits to his house. <laughs> okay, so here's, again, where I'm going with it. Okay. I'm getting some things done with her taking a polygraph. If she has any knowledge and awareness, this guy sitting with her as she's taking it right now is the closest to the answer that you or I or anybody in this fucking town is going to ever know. And that's because I fucking care. You think I want to be thinking that her mom is responsible? No, I don't want to think that. If she's done some things that are questionable, then I'm going to fucking question you on it, though. Like you said. I spent a year trying to clear her fucking name. Okay, so. And a whole year I was trying to clear her name. She was placing me under the bus, and I didn't even know. Hey, like you like I, I said. I didn't know everything that, I know about that, her. That I got her messages she thought no one would ever see. Okay, that friendship between you guys is obviously tarnished. Here's the house. Here's the property. Um, well, yeah, when I find out she's placing me under the bus and telling people I killed, I had Brittany killed. Well, I'm sitting here defending her ass because I believed her. She was just some junkie who was overrun by her addiction, who lost her daughter. Okay. Maybe part of me was blinded because she is my best friend's mom and she's all that I had left of her. Maybe. And, I, and honestly, your relationship with Jessica, like, you guys, like, that's between you guys. I'm not taking sides. Like, dude, I want to be friends with the both of you. Why would I not want to be friends with both of you? Like, you guys, like... Why like, would you want to be friends with someone capable of that kind of evil? I understand you don't like her. I get that. I understand. No, I understand that, but I don't understand how you could know what someone's capable of. Actually, I'm not even talking about Brittany here. I'm talking I, about everything else. How I, you would choose to be friends with someone who is just evil. Because you can't pick and choose who, my, who, I, who I want to have friends with. You're, you're I'm not trying to. I don't understand the, the thinking of why anyone would choose to be friends with someone who uses people and manipulates you're putting, people. Yeah, but you're putting your energy in that in the wrong place. Like, there's no reason for you to be wondering, like, to be thinking about, like, how can you do this or that and the what other? That makes me hurt. question you No. as a person. Okay, okay, well, Ashley, listen. Jessica hasn't wronged me in any way that 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 she has gone behind my back like she's did to you. She, she you don't get like, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You need to understand from my perspective, in my position, when I come into the world of you guys, the victims, the family, the friends, the people who cared about this girl, I'm here to create positive relationships because we can get a lot further than having bad relationships. You cast more bees with honey. I want to have a connection with people. I want to know Greg. I want to know Grandma. I want to know the people that we're friends with. They're like, I, I know what you're talking about. Looking at someone I, I who can choose I, to be friends with someone who is I understand who, does, who ruins lives okay. on purpose. Okay, I makes me question that person. Okay, well, listen. If you can question me all you want, where I stand, who I'm friends with, is my decision. And is my decision one? If that, if you question it because of that, 
if, for example, if you've told me something that I have found that like, is not true, or you've spoken on things that and talked about me that is not true, like, have you done that about me? No. You haven't said to anybody about what my intentions are, or, to, or I'm in it for the money, or that I'm only taking I just have, the side. I have, I have said that I felt, and my feelings aren't wrong. I feel what I feel. Okay. And I have also said I am not telling you not to speak to him. Mm-hmm. I've never told anyone not to speak to you. I have said I have a feeling that the intentions may not be right. I have always felt that your end game is the same as mine. I will show you every word. What do you, There's what, nothing no, no, I will I'm say asking, about asking, someone asking, that I will I'm not asking, say to no, someone. No, 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 no. I'm asking you this. And I felt these things because of what people brought to me. Okay. What, what, I put my okay, name on okay, you. No, no, no. Hold on. Pause. If you're going to say somebody came to you and somebody brought this information to you and said, you need to be sus about James Basinger and what his intentions, true intentions are. I, I'm not even going to ask you for the source. If you want to provide it, that's totally up to you. But I'll tell you this. If you're worried about my intentions and you said, I think the end game is the same, but my intentions and my approach, if you're worried about all that stuff, I've recorded the previous two families separate, two families. Tell whoever listens to this next that is, whether that's the next family who was willing to work with me, or if I ever got to use this card, I never thought I'd have to use this card, but if I do, I will. If you want to hear from the victims from the other families that lost their mother and their and, and their son or their grandson or nephew or brother or whatever, I'll let you listen to what they have to say about me. Go back and listen to my work for itself. I did. Okay, then go talk to the family. Which is members. why I chose to work with you. Okay. Okay, so that I don't understand like where when you say I, I you got these people who my flags went me. up when I had strangers telling me that Ooh. Jessica is talking about harming me that Jessica and her felon boyfriend have guns and I bring this to you and you think going to her and asking her and she's just gonna be like yep it's true let me okay so let me let me let me conf- let me address this this like, part where let me, is hold, your on, mind? hold on hold on hold on hold on let me address it okay because if you think I'm naive enough to think that when I call Jessica, she's going to say, yes, I got these guns with Loco and we're, we're, out in the, we're out running the gun and trying to find her. If you think I thought she was going to tell me yes, regardless if it was the truth or not, then you're then you don't understand my approach and what I'm doing and how I'm going about it. I did text you, though, because when you brought that to me, you know what you've said to me all the time is that there are people after you or there are people coming for you and your in your jeopardy, your life, your, your, your safety is in jeopardy. And how no one's there for you, and I'm fucking trying to be there for you as a friend from afar, and you're biting from to the me, hand. Just that stop, just stop, just no, 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 no. Okay, but but let me explain my whole process. I told you, I said I will. Ha- I'm I'm going to reach out to her, and by me reaching out, I was like, hey, this is what I'm hearing. Please tell me none of this is true. What I just did was put it on fucking record that you and you, her boyfriend, were possibly going after her. This is what I've heard. Is any of that true? Because if anything happens, there's in it. That's that's where it's at. I'm trying to avoid them from coming to you. I talked to Brandon or Loco. I talked to Jessica. I have a relationship with them. See, when you have this positive fit, like relationship, you can get further by saying, "Don't fucking do that." You could have explained that to me that I, that I went off on you for it. Because you, I already because told you. Because that put me in a scramble, because I was already in a scramble trying to find somewhere to go where she couldn't find me. Okay. And now I think the one person on my side is not on my side anymore. Like, what did you think my intentions were? To side with her and confront her and then have it come back on you and be like, 
I was coming no, at it from my, being Honestly, your what I was thinking was that she fooled you. Like she's fooled everyone else. But you need to stop. Okay, but like you take you, you took what you thought happened and you ran with it. Yeah, I did because that was the same night that I found out that she was stuck in the fucking apartment I was staying at, waiting for me to be alone. Whoa. It was like eleven o'clock at night, and I was scrambling for somewhere else to go, trying to find somewhere safe to go. I messaged Jessica. Jessica messaged me back. No, James, we're not fucking doing that. She said whatever she said. Whether you believe that or not, it's on her radar that I know, and I'm protecting you by confronting her. And you're saying to me, why? Well, did... Okay, though, but, but I did but, not but... know that because you didn't explain that. And that's not what I saw. Okay. Because well... no one's protected me through this whole thing. Well, then what do you say? I, I'm the first person that's protected you. Yeah. Okay, so then, like, dude, give me some fucking credit in what I'm doing. I just understood that just now, James. There she is. I did not understand that then. Okay, hold on one second. Hold on. I don't think we're going to be fucking able to do it. Fucking hold on. Ashley, hold on a second. Can we go with you? All right. Uh, yeah, come with me. We pull up to Don Hill's property. The moment feels surreal. We've been staring at Don's house from Google Earth for months. The layout, the characteristics of the land, the square footage. We've looked at the basement, every detached structure, the ownership history, and all the rumors surrounding this place. Now though, it's just an empty field, bare land, nothing distinguishable, and it doesn't look scary or threatening just there. You can probably hear by my reaction, I'm not confident we'll be able to complete the GPR scan today. Mike has just arrived. I jump out of the car to meet him. My hope is that he'll still be able to get the job done. I call Sarah to share the news. Hey. Yo. Uh, we're here. I had no idea okay. when I rented the Airbnb, literally right around the corner. Oh, really? Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, so it worked out. Jessica's taking the poly. Bad news. Oh, no. So, Shit. what we're going to do is he's gonna, we're going to GPS coordinate with like, a, like where the property was at exactly. Yep. And then... They're going to come back probably next week and do it. Yeah, I mean, you don't really have a lot of other choices. The GPR scan will have to wait. To say that we're disappointed would be an understatement. I'm one for two today. Jessica's taking the poly, but we strike out getting the GPR done. I got one more attempt at the plate with Ashley. It's now or never. I imagine Brad doesn't have all day to wait for Ashley to make up her mind. It's the bottom of the ninth. It's now or never. Hold on one second. I'm here. Anyways, where we left off at yeah, is just look, man. Like I, like I, I, I don't, I don't want problems with you and escalating i don't want problems with you and anybody escalating i don't want with jessica and anybody else escalating like i don't want problems with people with other with each other period and i'm well, not that's like, unavoidable with me and jessica because Charles was 
Trust me, shut up. Okay. That is what it is. I don't care. Okay, I never so, will. Okay, so what I'm where I'm getting at, Ashley, is we're talking about me and my approach and, and who I am as a person and who what I'm trying to do. I don't want people to have conflicts in period in general. I'm not going to try to create it. So when you told me what you told me, out of just concern for you, I let her know, hey, if this is what's going on. Like, it's got to stop. Like, that's stupid. And if you do anything, like, obviously, now everybody knows that I that I came to you about this. If that's true, if that's what's going on. And you understand that I could not understand that because for four years, I've never had anyone on my side doing anything to help protect me. Okay. Everything that's ever been done has been done in an attempt to stop me. Well, Ashley. So I couldn't understand that. Okay, but then what I'm going to ask of you is this is going forward. Don't assume things about me that unless you hear it from my, from my mouth, don't assume things like that. Because I was being a friend to you, and you kind of flipped it on me. I'm sorry. I appreciate it. I haven't walked your shoes for the last four years. I don't know what, what scars you have and what, what causes you to respond the way that you do. That's a part of me becoming your friend and trying to figure you out and just as a person. But don't assume that about me. And I appreciate the apology. I accept it. But please just don't assume the, like that I, that whatever you might hear is that it's that that it's true for one or two. Like not here to to, to get anybody. That includes Chuck. <laughs> that includes Sheldon, Eric. Like I'm here to find the fucking truth. Period. If you're in my way, I'm gonna fucking go through you. Period. No one should have a problem if you had nothing to do with it than for me to be able to ask questions. Right. Because if we don't ask questions, then we can't get the answer. It's as simple as that. So when is the polygraph gonna be done? It's going on right now. Um, When's it gonna be done? I don't know. It's, it's about an hour and a half to two hours. Okay, when it's done? I don't know, but I... Come pick me up. You want me, I'll, I'm out here at Dawn's, give me one second. That's your fucking 45 minutes away. And Chuck will come with me. Hmm. And talk to you. Oh, he's willing to talk now. What changed his mind? Me. You? Same as Greg. Same as Scott. Same as Grandma. I put my name on you. Hmm. Around every corner. Free all day. You're free all day? Yeah. You and Chuck don't have a car? Oh, I got a Jeep here in the county somewhere. Gotta find it. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Or we've got all night tonight, whenever. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. I just paid $500 for her to take that test. Hold on one second. I think we just got here. Hold on. Hold on. Ethan and I are sitting in the car while I'm finishing up my conversation with Ashley. When I see Mike and his son coming back to the car, I ask Ashley to hold on and jump out to see what's up with Mike. He tells me they already got the GPS cordons for Don's home, and I won't need to get it from the landowners. I head back to the car to continue my conversation with Ashley. Ethan and I will need to wait at Don's property for the new owners to arrive. They're willing to take us to the back of the property to show me around. It sits up against a river. 
we've been told it's possible Brittany's remains could be back there. All right, I got 10 more minutes before I have to hop off. Here's the thing with, with, with Chuck and you, that hit me out of nowhere. When did that start? I don't kind of unstuck into that I've known him my whole life, though. I know you told me you but guys have known each other, but I, obviously, understanding yeah, I it from... Me just went and talked to him to clarify shit about the fucking video part. Were you guys together before this? I got I gotta I gotta figure out interviews. I was gonna ask you this question. I told you I'm paying about five hundred for Jessica to get this polygraph done. Mm -hmm. And I would, me to do one. I would love for you to do one. I would love to do one. So if I come pick you up right now, will you do it? Yeah. Get ready. Oh, all right. Okay, I'm in Indiana. FYI. And right. we're good with that, right? I'm good. Okay, and we're I can't stay. I have to be gone. So that means Chuck can't stay if he's gonna come. He's gotta be gone too. Okay. So is he planning on coming still? Hey. He wants to come get me right now for for me to do a polygraph. If you wanna go with No. Are you gonna talk to us afterwards? Is that the plan? Yeah, I can talk to you about it afterwards, yeah. Get me through this polygraph, Ashley, and I'll fucking tell you a lot more. You said you'd go talk to him with me. I, I, Not you, me. And then we'll talk to him after my polygraph. Well, either way, come get me and we'll find. We'll figure out Chuck on your way here. Okay. Let me go touch base with them back at the house real quick. Okay. I got to figure out because I'm supposed to be there when he's done, but you're 45 minutes away, so I got to make sure he's going to stay if I go get I you. Thought you were I know you did, but you sent it to me at 7 o'clock. And it's what time now? I know, but I had to get. he The guy was coming over at 10. Never mind. Regardless, <laughs> I got to go deal with this, but I, you're good taking this thing. Yes. Regardless of the results, you're willing to stay and stick it out with me. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you right now, that'll help me immensely if you can get this thing done and out of the way. Come get me. She's put, she's still put my name on it. Just tell me you don't want to take one unless you're a suspect. But I said, no, I do want to take one because she's made me one since the beginning. She's still texting people saying Ashley's the one that had Bert killed. Okay, so is it going to mean anything to you if she passes? Will that mean anything to you? No, because what I think about her, I think because of her own words from messages she thought no one would ever see. Okay. So uh, let me, I'm going to deal with the right now. I'll run back to the house. And I don't think she'll pass. <laughs> let me, well, we're going to find out. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to confirm with the guy like he's willing to wait. You know, you're only half hour for me right now if you're done. But I can't leave him there without, without sharing the results with me. So I got to figure out if he's willing so to So send Ethan to get me right now while you're talking to him. Can't Ethan come get me while you're talking to Doc, or... Ethan runs all the camera stuff. I don't know. I mean, let me figure that out. Let me go see if he's willing, because I'm not going to send Ethan. Or... I know. I'm just trying to help figure I'm, it out. I'm <laughs> Shit, I can't leave. Fuck. Ugh. All right, give me a second. Let me call you back. You're ready, though, right? Yeah. Okay. Be ready. Be on standby. Talk to you soon.
But got it. Now Ethan's called to the plate. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about going and getting her? Oh, um, so he, he is coming or no? She doesn't know. As I drive away from Dawn's, it feels like unsettled business. There's an incredible feeling of disappointment and almost guilt that spreads over me. If this is where Brittany is, I feel like I'm driving away and abandoning her there. I think to myself, if you're here, Brittany, we'll be back. I have confidence in Mike and his team that the job will get done. We push the scan back one week. On the other hand, there's a feeling of optimism. I didn't score, but I'm on third. Ashley has committed to the polygraph. Jessica is in the process of taking hers. And now we just need Brad to bring it home and stay to complete Ashley's polygraph. Before I know it, I hear an alert from my phone. It's a text message from Brad. His text message says, I'm done. Well, that was direct. I start overanalyzing things. If she failed, would he say something different? But if she passed, would he say that? Another text comes in. Maybe that's Brad telling me to stop overanalyzing. But to my surprise, it's Brittany's brother, Victor. He says, Rumor that my mom is on a polygraph machine right now. What the fuck? respond correct how did you find out Victor says Ashley can you call me guys don't fucking tell like don't who's Victor Victor's her brother Uh, it is huge but I fucking want to be able to deliver that news and I deserve that yeah Okay, why is it secret? This is huge. Because I want to be able to deliver that news to Victor and knowing how and when is important to me. This is sensitive stuff. It's not just stuff that we just post and say, Jessica's doing this and everybody should know. If you want me to tell you stuff and I want to trust that I can tell you this stuff, allow me to to be able to be in control of it. That should, okay. Okay, so going forward, just assume, keep everything to yourself. I don't, like, I... I, Like, I'm driving back to the house. I need to confront the results. Keep this to yourself. It is sensitive. It is important. All right? That's all that needed to be said. That's all that needed to be said. All right, thank you. We'll talk soon. All right, bye. Bye. It makes it look like you're doing it behind like his back or right. trying to it's, hide it right. or you know this is sensitive information it's information that should be delivered to Brittany's family with an explanation with care and with consideration for their feelings Jessica is Victor's mother no matter the status of their relationship Victor and Jessica both deserve to have this information handled and delivered with gentility what it shouldn't be is something delivered without some kind of explanation and consideration for his feelings. 
why would you feel it's your place to tell other people what's being done for Britney's case, especially her brother? If you were so eager to share this information, where was your enthusiasm this morning? Or is this being in the know and being first to deliver information? Sharing information that Britney's family isn't prepared for is reckless. I would expect the same if the shoe was on Ashley's foot. I wouldn't want Jessica delivering the news of Ashley's results to her unprepared family either. I call Victor. While the phone is ringing, I'm really hoping he understands why Jessica has decided to agree to a polygraph. Hello? Hey, Vic. Oh, hey, how's it going? Good, how are you doing, man? Doing all right. Mom's on a poly? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mom's on a polygraph. I just called Ashley. Because um, Ashley and I haven't been on the greatest of terms as of lately. I was able to finally have a conversation with her. The conversation was, you don't think I'm doing anything, but I got Jessica taking a polygraph this morning. She chose to share that information. I don't know who else with who at this point, but when you met on the entire Facebook page, I can't delete it because she's a superman. Oh my god, dude! I know. I let me double check, make sure I can't delete it, but uh, I don't believe power. That's not how I fucking, that's why I already just had to tell you, you need to assume going forward, don't share anything. Because I didn't want you guys to hear from fucking Facebook that mom's getting a polygraph. I know. I like, know. and I, man, I, I know how it's with you, you ain't gonna worry about that with me, but, uh, fucking, I'll tell you this, I, I, being totally unbiased, she, don't share shit with her unless you want it to be. Yeah. Because she's going to put it on the Facebook Yeah. I So here's my thing, man. Because I called her. Keep that shit to yourself. Like, you want me to be open with you about stuff, but you're like... And she's like, why does it need to be a secret? And I said, because it's sensitive. And I want to be the one who delivers the information. If I'm the one who's arranging it, you don't... Like, the example, I thought she messaged you. The fact that she posted that shit on Facebook for everybody to fucking see. And it's... It, uh... I just told her, I said, delete the posts. She said, on it right now. Fucking Ashley. I, I keep my fucking cards close to the vessel with shit, and I don't like coming to the family and sharing stuff unless it's concrete. I want to know the result. And, and fucking, this is not my style, nor is this how I fucking do shit with people finding no, out. No, man, and I don't I don't think that you have to... Uh, uh, it's one, one thing that's happened. I mean, me, looking at the whole situation... Uh, you know, I'm letting you do your thing. I don't know every single detail, but, you know, I'm confident that at some point, you know, you'll put me in on everything. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. As far, but I can understand where you're coming from and the frustration, so. But I know that's not how you run shit, so. Yeah, no, that's not, that, and I just, okay. So, this is an example. We're going to have a conversation tonight, her. Um, she, uh, but, uh, I, I don't know how to best put this. Be cautious. Well, she deleted I, me off the Facebook page one time because... She, she thought I was she randomly in her own she got the idea that Jessica was running my my personal Facebook page oh. the funny thing is I was gonna I'm also having her take a poly I know but she said that she said that in the comments <laughs> this chick so I'm excited to see what her results are because she's kind of been high on my list so I'm like cool let's do it I heard that she was dating Chuck Allen uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. It's what the fuck. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah. So <laughs> to clarify, I mean, I don't. I'm not gonna ask too many questions. But he, is my mom doing the poly with you or with like the police station? How's that? No, she's here at my Airbnb right now in the room in the in the house taking the poly right now. So I'm gonna run in there because the results should be he should be done any and I'm gonna go in there. I'm gonna have him tell me the results and then I'm gonna you know share the results to Jess. I will happily share the results with you guys. You guys deserve to know that information. It shouldn't be hidden from you. But I want to like I there's a way I go about stuff. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. And so, once you get that all solidified, man, I'm tr I trust that you'll yeah you'll get that to me. Yeah, I'm sorry that I got leaked. I mean, oh, no, no, I appreciate you reaching out. I mean, like, I would imagine a family member hearing that Facebook would be like, whoa, what the fuck? And... Well, it was mostly, I mean, my reason for reaching out was like, shit, I hope he knows that she's sharing this. Yeah. That's why I was like, call me real quick. Yeah, yeah. Did she say something about, did she mention me about it or doing something? All she said is, is update Jessica's hooked up to a polygraph machine as we speak. Okay. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run in there, man. I'll keep you updated. And, um... Thanks for sharing. I do appreciate it, bro. And I'm looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. Yeah, man. Uh, I'll let you know on a place and where we can meet up. All right. Sounds good. I'll see you then. All right. Bet, bro. That's it. Next time on Hide and Seek. So once we get that done, then we'll do the questions. Listen, this should be no different. Listen, if, if you did anything to your daughter, you have any knowledge of, of what happened to your daughter, you're going to fail this test. That's the bottom line. It'll take care of itself. What you don't want to do is overthink this. If you haven't done anything to your daughter, you should be fine. Okay? All right, sit up straight for me. That's the beginning. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Hide and Seek. If you'd like to take a more active role in the Hide and Seek community, come interact with us. Share your thoughts, opinions, and theories in the Hide and Seek podcast discussion group. Find us by searching Hide and Seek Podcast Discussion Group on Facebook. The Hide and Seek Podcast is hosted, produced, audio engineered, and directed by James Basinger. Written, edited, and produced by Sarah Joe. Director of Photography and Editing is Ethan Schatz. Our graphic design is created by Jordan Robinson.